Welcome to another episode of the LaQuay Family Podcast. Today, I'm going to just share a few things from my heart about homeschooling and 10 simple steps to effective homeschooling. These are a few tips that Tice and I have talked about and pointers that we've gathered through the years of some of the things that we have noticed that maybe other families might struggle with um, that we have noticed are important factors in being effective in homeschooling. So here we go. Number one. Most important of all, love God and love your child. All learning stems from a love of God. And when we love God and we also love our child, our love for God pours out through everything that we do and our kids catch that from us and they develop a love for learning about the world that God has created and a desire to do what would please God. This is the first and most important foundational aspect of any effective homeschool program, curriculum, way of life. It's just a lifestyle of loving and enjoying God and enjoying the learning about the creation that he has made and the world that he has placed us in. So this is step number one to me. Point number one, most basic foundational, most important aspect of effectively homeschooling your child and teaching them to love God. And and then we also love our child, learning to love our child for who they are and accepting them for who they are, seeing them as God sees them and helping them see themselves as God sees them. So kind of two things in one, but love God first of all, and then love your child and see the love of God for your child. I have a tendency to give the same gift to every a set of new parents when they have a, a baby. So when I know someone who is having a child and I go to a baby shower, I tend to give the same gift every time. And it is two books. One is a baby Bible and the other is the book, Guess How Much I Love You, or a similar book, maybe doesn't have to be that one, but something that demonstrates to the child that the parent loves them and that reminds them that the parent can read over and over again to remind the child how much they are loved by their parents. And the Bible, of course, for the child to learn how much God loves them. Because to me, these are the two most important things, that God loves you and that your parents, your mommy and your daddy, love you. Every child needs to know those two truths more than anything. That is what they need to be taught. It is the foundation. If I, I believe if every parent would teach these two truths to their child, the majority of the problems in our world would disappear. So many problems come from a lack of this foundation. You may have heard me tell this story. When Abby was born, I was determined to learn everything I could about how to parent a child with Down syndrome, and I began to read books and articles and everything that I could find about Down syndrome, trying to find um, information and sage advice on how to deal with this. Our pediatrician noticed that I was intensely studying this and looking for wisdom in this, and he was one of the ones that wisely told me that the most important thing that I could do for Abby was to simply love her, to learn to love her as my child, to be her mother, to love her as her mother. 
and reminded me that above all else, what she really needed was to know that her parents love her. And he was right. There is nothing else more important than this. And developing a love for your child and a love for God and demonstrating both your love for God and your love for your child to your child. Each of us needs to know that we're loved simply for who we are. No caveats, no conditions, no strings attached, just love for who we are. We each need to know that God loves us, that he created us just as we are for a purpose, on purpose, with a purpose, as Dr. Kathy Cook says. Each of us needs to know that our father and mother loves us no matter what. We need to know that our parents will always be there for us and care for us, and we'll find our security in that and our belonging in knowing that we belong to people who love us, to our parents, and to a God who loves us. This is the basis of who we are and what we believe about ourselves that establishes for us that security, that identity that gives us the confidence to move forward in our lives in a positive way. When we really understand that God loves us and we learn a little about who God really is, we naturally love Him in return. We become thankful for everything that He gives us and we enjoy the peace of knowing that God is in control and we don't have to be. We learn a desire, we develop a desire to please God and do what is right and good. And then we learn to love others the way that he loves others and to let him love others through us. When we know that our parents love us, we feel secure and confident and we don't need the approval of others and waste our time and energy seeking this. When we have our parents' approval and we feel confident that they approve of who we are, we have faith in ourselves that allows us to take risks. This is another point I'll get to soon. Our parents can help us understand who we are, help us find what we're good at, help us know that we are part of something bigger than ourselves, help us have confidence that others will be there for us when needed, and help us figure out what we are here to do and what purpose God has for us to do in His plan. I recognize now how truly blessed I am to have had parents who demonstrated clearly to me that they loved me and they admired me for who I was. To receive outward expression of love and approval from both parents is a great gift and I'm so thankful for it. All right, second point, it's time to move on. Teach your kids to take appropriate risks. I I briefly touched on this just a moment ago. Kids learn to need to take need to learn to take risks. They when they develop that confidence of knowing that they're loved, they will naturally have curiosity. They will want to explore and they will want to take risks and we need to allow them to take risks. They need to be allowed to try new things without fear or of being ridiculed or shamed if they fail. They need to be allowed to fail, to try things and, and knowing that they will fail, but to be able to try it and know that they're going to be accepted and loved in spite of their failure. They need to be taught which risks are appropriate and which are not appropriate. And they need to understand that taking some risks is just stupid. <laughs> well, other risks are necessary. Every child will take risks. They will be curious. They will want to explore. They will want to take risks, and they will choose to take risks. As parents, we should be there to guide them in understanding the consequences of different kinds of risks that they might take. 
Many parents today encourage their kids to take risks that are not really appropriate for their age. They often allow kids to play violent video games, watch adult movies, and be placed in situations where they'll experience high levels of stress and peer pressure. For example, those are just a few examples. But at the same time, sometimes those same parents then turn around and protect their kids from difficulties and other risks such as getting a job, learning to drive, things that take hard work and responsibility that they, they're they afraid that their child will fail at things that take hard work and do, require responsibility. But good parents will allow their children to experience the natural consequences for wrong choices that they make, and they'll encourage their children to work hard and learn the reward that comes when hard work and effort is extended Good parents will provide opportunities for kids to try new things, to learn new skills, to develop confidence in their ability to overcome obstacles and challenges. Good parents will protect their children from dangers that are known to cause significant and lasting harm, such as we know violent video games and being exposed to adult situations before they're ready can cause harm to a a child's mental health. while still allowing them so we don't allow them to do those things that we know will cause them harm but then we do allow them to explore areas where there may be a danger but it's a minor danger and it might be temporary and insignificant and something that that they can learn to overcome and that will benefit them one of the ways that we have done this in our family um, our kids have learned uh, horseback riding we started them out when they were young riding horses and learning to control a horse learning for a child who is small to learn that they can control a large animal such as a horse um, gives them such great confidence similar activity is sailing we allowed our boys to be involved in sailing when they were very young and some kids start this at a very young age and for a child to learn how to put together a sailboat, to take these pieces, these parts, and put them together to create a craft, a, a, a boat that will, they will be able to control on the water, helps them to develop a great sense of, a, a great amount of confidence. And we saw our boys develop that confidence from being able to put together a sailboat, put it out on the water all by themselves, and make their way out into the waves and conquer the wind and be able to turn around and get themselves safely back to shore. There is a, a great level of confidence that was accomplished in, in them being able to do that. So help your child find ways that they can take appropriate risks, risks that they can learn to overcome, risks that they can handle that are, are that provide a benefit and a learning opportunity for them and help them avoid those risks that are inappropriate that they shouldn't be taking. Okay, number three, help your child recognize that there is order in the world. There is order in everything. We see in music, in the notes on a scale, in the pitch and the length of sound waves, many different ways, music has order. There's order in math and in science and in language. In every subject that we teach to our child, there is order. In every area of life, there is order. There's order in our relationships. We have authority structures which regulate our lives and we have 
authority that is established which determines who gets to make the final decision on any matter. And we need to teach our children to respect the order that God has placed in the world around them, to respect that authority that God has placed of, of people who have the responsibility and are the authority over them to help them to, to have that final decision, to help them make that, that, that decision that is right and to oversee the decisions that they make. There is order also in time. We have seasons, we have hours, we have minutes. All of nature has order to it. Our kids will benefit from being taught that they must submit to authority. We teach our kids to tell time, to count from 1 to 10, to say the letters of the alphabet in order, to write in an order that will be understood by others, to understand order in the government of our families, in our cities, in our nation, and schools and workplaces, the order of authority of your boss, and all these things. We teach our kids order in all these ways. We also must teach our kids to regulate themselves, to find order in their own life, and in their own heart and their own mind. We help them to recognize the beginning and the end of matters. We teach them about life and death and the order of life, how we progress from one step of life to the next. This is part of parenting that it's just a natural part of life to learn that order exists in everything that we do. I think find, helping our kids find order in their thoughts and control their environment, finding order in how to clean their room, how do we, how do we create order in our environment around us as best we can and within what we can control and understanding that there are things that we will not be able to control ourselves that are relegated by others and that other people will regulate the, the order in certain aspects of our lives. When a child goes to school, there are parts of their environment that they cannot control that are ordered and um, regulated by someone else. At home, um, there are places and times and a lot of times in a child's life when they are not able to control what is going on around them, where they don't have the authority, they don't have the ability to regulate the order in their lives, and we have to teach them how to how to submit to those other authorities, to those other people who regulate and who create the order for us when we can't do it ourselves or when we're not allowed to do it ourselves. So teaching them those kinds of things. Okay, next step, teach them to love learning. This goes along with my first point that when we love God and we learn to to explore nature, our kids will naturally love learning, but teaching them how to have that love of learning. Help your kids enjoy discovering new truths. Help them explore their natural curiosity and to develop their own natural desire to learn. Learning should not be boring. Curriculum should not always be tedious. It should contain an element of excitement and joy and anticipation. Curriculum is a tool to be used, not a guideline to follow all the time. And if it, if it is, if it's become boring, if it's become just tedious all the time, you might want to search for something different. And it's okay if you stray from your curriculum. Actually, it's better than okay. It's good to allow your kids to go off on rabbit trails because they might have a thought. Something in their curriculum might lead them to think about something else that they're more interested in. And they might want to go down that path. And if you allow them to go down that other path so many times, 
because they are interested in it, because they are curious about that other path, that rabbit trail that they want to go down, they will learn more about that by exploring and discovering about that on their own than they would have if you stuck to the curriculum. Let your child have some freedom to explore what interests him or her rather than being a slave to the curriculum. Listen to what your child talks about most and try to tailor the instruction to include those things that they're interested in whenever and wherever possible. Recognize your child's natural interests and their areas where they are more curious. Help them discover the beauty of the world around them and what they find beautiful. We all have different opinions about what we find beautiful. Your child might find things beautiful and interesting that you don't. And so allowing them to, to discover what they find beautiful for themselves and helping them find that joy of, of discovering what makes that beautiful, what makes that interesting to them. And you might find that you also, in allowing them to, dis- to explore what they are interested in and why that interests them and why they, why they want to explore that, you might actually learn to enjoy those things as well. And then you'll be able to have something that you share with your kids that you can share that enjoyment with them, share that uh, that excitement of learning something new about something that maybe you didn't see beautiful before, but now you see it through your child's eyes and you see the beauty of it that your child saw that maybe you had failed to recognize before. Part of uh, what Dr. Kathy Cook talks about is, is the eight great smarts and how we each have different smarts. Your child might notice things in nature because they are nature smart and they see order or they are, are excited about learning things about nature that you hadn't even thought about because that wasn't your area of giftedness or your strength where you are smart. And so you might discover a new appreciation for nature through your child's appreciation of it. I think I'm at a point where I need to stop because this is getting too long. So I'm going to separate this into another part and we will come back and we will explore the rest of this list of 10 steps to effective parenting um, at another time. And I hope that you'll join me in continuing to learn about how we can be most effective in, in teaching our kids and educating them at home. Thanks for joining me today. Have a great day.